Here we are again together this morning at 7 a.m. on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright, and you are listening to Roadmap to Heaven. There's a pink sky out there for Valentine's Day this morning, although I, I forget the old saying, is it pink sky by morning, sailors take warning. So I, I'll just do this. I won't get on any boats today. I'll just, I'm going to say that. I won't get on any boats. I'll play it safe. But uh, happy Valentine's Day to everyone. And a great example for us in the dignity of marriage that St. Valentine gives. Let's begin our morning together in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy to be with you this morning, and today on the show we are going to be taking a look at a couple of different things. The uh, main focus of the show today, we are going to be looking at navigating the seasons of life, you know, and what God's calling us to throughout each of those seasons. Julie Lassiter's going to be back with us today to have that conversation as well. Plus, there is the saying of the day, the daily dose of encouragement, and who knows what else on this February 14th. I don't know, but we'll find out. Let's go now to Mike Roberts for today's Saint of the Day. Today is the feast day of St. Valentine. Very little is known about St. Valentine, and there may have been two, but we do know this, one or both were martyrs. The first is Valentino, a third century priest in Rome, whose ministry included those imprisoned and condemned for their faith. Emperor Claudius summoned Valentino and ordered him to deny his faith. The emperor liked him and was impressed by his courage, so he sent him to a nobleman named Asterius and ordered him to convert Valentino. However, when Asterius's daughter became sick and lost her sight, Valentino prayed over her and she was cured. This led to Asterius and his whole family converting to Christianity. When the emperor heard about this, he had Valentino condemned and he was beheaded. The second Valentine was the Bishop of Terni in what is now Turkey. He was approached by a renowned philosopher named Crato who offered him half of his wealth if he would only cure his son of a deformity. Bishop Valentine convinced Crato that the healing would come not from the bishop himself, but through faith. Crato asked to be converted, and his son was healed, leading to the conversion of the rest of his family and many of his friends, one of whom was the son of the Roman emperor who had Valentine decapitated because of his son's conversion. A church was built in Turney and named for Valentine, and the Benedictines later spread the story of Valentine's Day to their monasteries in France and England. The tradition of Valentine's Day includes as the patron saint of lovers, Geoffrey Chaucer, who noted that birds begin pairing on Valentine's Day. St. Valentine, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. I was just thinking as Mike Roberts was telling us about St. Valentine that when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. So I think problem solved on what we're going to have for dinner tonight. And we might be singing some songs in the, in the style of Old Blue Eyes or Dino or yeah, any number of them. 
Julie Lassiter was with us recently on the show talking about how we juggle life with heaven in sight. And, you know, living out our faith is a beautiful thing. But, Julie, you used a phrase the last time we were together, the seasons of life. And this is something we've talked about on the show before with Patty Schneier, I think, multiple times. And I always love these conversations because different seasons of life mean different things. Uh, so, number one, it's great to have you back with us today. Oh, so great to be here, Adam. Thank you. And, and number two, I think of a time of my life when I was a single and everyone's like, we got to do all this service. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to get involved. And I volunteered for this and I volunteered for that. And I was yeah. doing music for this and doing music for that and serving at the soup kitchen and helping at the youth conference. And then I got married and we had kids and all of my service projects now seem to be uh, revolving around my children's mm-hmm. lives and our lives in the house. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Because you know what? God calls us where we are. And there was a time in my life where um, early on, so I was an educator previously. I worked out at Herman, Missouri. And then uh, my husband joined the military and had to do five months of training. And that was a big shift for our family. He was going to be gone. We had two kids at home, two boys that were, you know, three and two at the time. And um, I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. And that's what we always talked about. And um, I look back thinking about even like going off to school. If I would look back now, was it, is the value still there for my education? And um, because we were talking about our children going to college and would they do vocational work or would they go and get college degrees? And I think obviously each kid, it it depends, but um, we'll see what their skill set are and what their desires are. But there's so much that you learn. It's, It's hard to go back and say, oh, that wasn't worth it or, oh, it opened a door for this and this. And we've. We've taught PSR, see what some people call it, CCD. We call it PSR at our church, the Parish School of Religion. Um, I've done youth ministry in the past, and every time I absolutely love what I'm doing. And it's hard when I feel like either the door shuts or someone comes in and it's I have to transition out of it, not because I was bad, but because it's not the right season. Um, we had a child earlier this year. He's five months old. I said uh, last year. And uh, we're getting ready to start off another year of PSR. And uh, the DRE lets us know, hey, you're welcome to teach this. Our oldest is getting into confirmation. And we thought, oh, we, we're going to teach him. So it'd be great. And he's like, well, that confirmation teacher wants to stay. And I realized now that we've stepped out, we decided not to stay on and continue teaching um, right now because we have a, an infant and Peter's you know, military training takes him away one, one weekend a month. I just thought, man, maybe God is working through our, our DRE to make this change. Um, I guess on and off, we've been teaching for like 20 years. But just like you said, there's so many good, they're all good things that you want to be a part of. But when it comes down to it, if the family life is negatively affected or if we need to refocus on our family, then uh, that's really where it needs to be. And so with the new baby coming in, I, th- I was like, there's going to be changes. You know, we we do a hybrid homeschool. So Wednesdays and Fridays are also a challenge when all the kids are at home and doing all different kinds of things. we got a middle schooler down to a first grader in school. And then um, we have a three-year-old and a um, it's five-month-old. So when we think about taking on something new, um, we really have to prayerfully yeah. discern. A good friend of mine put it this way uh, a couple years back that whenever, you know, and, and her husband was invited to travel a lot for work and, you know, great trips, going to really cool cities, really cool places. And it usually involved a couple days. So he'd get to see some of the city and he loved it. But then as they started having children, you know, the, the question became, well, if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? Because yeah. every yes involves a no to something else. Yeah. And sometimes we say no so that we can say yes 
to something else. And I was like, wow, that's a really great way to think of it. I mean, there was a time that I loved going on service trips. But right now, as a father of five, ages 12 and under, mm-hmm. it's probably not the best time for me to be disappearing for weeks at a time to go right. on a service trip. And there are other people that can do that. I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm just laughing. I'll, <laughs> I'll stop here with this. This is a good time to take a break. We're talking with Julie Lassiter, and we're going to continue the conversation after this. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. We are back and we're talking with Julie Lassiter about navigating God's call with each season of life. You know, our our son's starting in youth ministry now. And I I said to the youth minister, you know, my wife and I actually met at this church doing youth ministry. And and you could kind of see that sparkle of, oh, so you want to come back? And I was like, (laughs) right now we're at the phase of life where we're the parents when you need brownies and cookies or pizza or whatever to feed the kids. You call us. We'll make it. We'll bring it up. That's the season we're in. And and someone needs to be there. And and there needs to be food. I mean, so someone has to fill that job. It's hard to step back in in a role when you know you have good talents. You know you can bring a lot to the table. When we first got married, Peter and I, I love that we did this, and it was all through his guidance. We wrote the archbishop, and we were like, archbishop? We want to offer our services, our family. What what can we do? It's just the two of us. Peter was out of law school and he was working as an assistant prosecutor and I was in teaching already, but we're like, we want to give our hearts to the church. So what does the church need from us? And the archbishop had us set up a meeting with Bishop Herman, who was wonderful. And this was back in 2007. He had an iPhone and I thought it was the coolest thing. Now everybody has iPhones, but I was like, did you see that he had an iPhone? Anyway, B- Bishop Herman was way cool before it was cool, but he he said in our meeting that, you know, Peter, we were talking about Peter being a canon lawyer, and I didn't even know how many lay people were canon lawyers and wh- what was needed. And he just said, "Be go start your family and have a solid family relationship and a solid foundation. And we went away with that going like, oh, okay, well, I thought we wanted us to do something great. And then the more we prayed about it and the more we thought about it, we knew he that is exactly what we needed to hear, exactly what we needed to do. And all... We come back around and we just stay focused on that. Create that strong foundation because right now in this season of life, it's going to change. There may be opportunities to do things in the future, but right now, making that solid family is where we needed to be. So, To paraphrase Thomas Aquinas and to basically outright steal this from Father Wade Menezes, who said it on this show, <laughs> nice. humility is knowing one's place and occupying it. And that's really what we're talking about mm-hmm. here today with Julie. It's it's about knowing what God's calling us to right now. We're not all called to do the same thing. And, and the language on this is important, what God is calling us to, not what we're calling God to. It's, it's not the reverse of that. Yeah. And I've been thinking a lot as we've been talking about uh, Louis and Zelie Martin, mm. the parents of St. Therese, the little flower. Now, we all know St. Therese, the little flower. We know what she did. We know about her writing and we know her story. Well, what did Lewis and and Zelie Martin do? Well, they gave us St. Therese and what a great gift that was to the church because they said yes to their season of life, to what God was calling them to. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And to to think that, you know, even in our moments where we are, we're just thinking about all the different things that we can do. Do we take it to the Lord? Do we say, where do you need me right now? Um, I helped coordinate something for our our children's school at JP2 as our family fest. And there was a rosary at the end and I wanted the men of the of, of families, the dads, to, to lead us in the rosary. So I went around and I asked a couple dads. I didn't ask the dads that always do it. I tried to ask the dads that I thought 
this might be uncomfortable. And so I went up to a gentleman and I said, Hey, do you think you could pray the third glorious mystery? Do you know what it is? I knew he knew what it was, but you know, so you catch somebody off guard and he's like, yeah, I know what it is, but my wife would be much better at doing that. And I was like, you don't have to do it, but I'm asking if you would lead that for us. And he was like, yes. And I was like, okay, I could tell he was uncomfortable, but he let it. And afterwards he came up to me and he was like, you really made me step out of my comfort zone and I'm really thankful. And yeah. I thought, you know what? God put me in this position to help navigate people to, in position to be here and here and coordinate. I'm a good coordinator. Um, but he didn't tell me to lead the rosary. He helped me push other people to lead the rosary. And the rosary is praying is beautiful. And I, I keep thinking that when I'm going to take on a new project, who can I put in these positions? Who does God need to take on this other role and to maybe step out of their comfort zone, but in a way that really honors him? So it was, it was a beautiful moment that I could share with that family. And hopefully God helps me guide other people just right back to him. Yeah. Well, the moral of the story today is listen to where God's calling you for this season of life that you're in. Don't worry about the next season of life right now. Worry about right now, you know, be where God's calling you to be in, in this moment and don't get fixated on where he had you in the past because it might be different now. By the way, the first time Julie was with us a couple, uh, shows ago, a couple weeks ago, I'm losing track of time here. Um, you're talking about the late night holy hour. Uh-huh. Great, great time to go discern That's what right. God's calling you to in this season <laughs> of life. Julie, we can't thank you enough for being thank back you, with Adam. us here on Roadmap to Heaven. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. Visit us today. And now back to this podcast. Here's our catechiz for the day. We know it's St. Valentine's Day, but on the new calendar, we celebrate two different saints. They were two brothers and uh, they are the co-patrons, they are among the many co-patrons of Europe, a patron saints of ecumenism and of the Slavic peoples. And you probably know who I'm talking about, but one of them was credited with creating or inventing an alphabet that is still used in some Eastern liturgies. What saint am I talking about? I've got, you know, you probably had it narrowed down to two, but which one of the two? So today we celebrate, in addition to St. Valentine, Saints Cyril and Methodius. They were two brothers, and they were both monks at the time of their death. And St. Cyril, uh, as part of his mission work, invented a new alphabet, still used in some Eastern liturgies, which has since developed into what we would call the Cyrillic alphabet. And it actually has its roots going back to him. So... Now you know that. We're going to take another break here on Roadmap to Heaven. When we come back, we'll have the daily dose of encouragement for you, and we'll wrap up the show. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. 
This week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, Patty started us off with a phenomenal question. Are you the one I've been waiting for, or shall I look for another, in the context of discernment for marriage? Patty, I look forward to where we will go with this today. Well, yesterday I talked about just some very practical questions, straightforward questions, to discern a relationship with the eyes of faith. Today I want to talk about discerning your relationship from a very human perspective. Again, here are some questions. No one can answer these questions about your relationship except you if you are discerning marriage. So here are the questions. Do you respect and admire this person more than anyone else in the world? And just take a look at this person's human virtues. Objectively, is this person a person of honesty, integrity, hardworking, kind, considerate, responsible, well-mannered, modest in speech and actions, humble, pure, Or do you find yourself making excuses for his or her behavior? That's really crucial. If you can look at this person objectively and just say, this is a great human being. I admire you. Respect for that person is huge. And you can actually name the virtues of that person. Again, no one's perfect, but to be at least growing in these virtues. Or do you find yourself making excuses for his or her behavior, for rudeness, for um, incompetence, for laziness, for overindulging in drinking or things? that you know are not good human virtues. So again, we got to look at a relationship from the eyes of faith. And it's also very good to just look at the relationship from a very human perspective as well. I'm going on almost 14 years of marriage here. And these questions are challenging me as a husband. And I've already discerned my marriage, Patty. This is a great topic that you are leading us through this week. One last push here this week for the Catholic Men for Christ Conference this coming Saturday at St. Louis University High School, presented by the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I will be your MC for the day, catholicmenforchrist.org, to register. It is not too late. And then Catholic Women for Christ is coming up soon. What a great Valentine's Day gift. Get your husband a registration for Catholic Men for Christ. Get your wife a registration for Catholic Women for Christ. You know, all things to think about there. Um, and I'm still really excited for the St. Louis Marian Conference in May, stlmc.org for more information on that. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. St. Valentine, St. Cyril, and Methodius, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for being with us on another episode of Roadmap to Heaven this morning here on Covenant Network. Until tomorrow, I'm Adam Wright. Do not forget to show the Blessed Mother the greatest act of love you can. Pray your rosary today.